And we are back. All right, so this is second episode for the, the new season of uh, Decaf Recap. I'm back here again with Brian and Marcus. What up? All right. Today we're going to be talking about the Punisher, and we're going to try to cover all the adaptations of Punisher. We'll start with the Netflix series because I think that we need to recap that the most, and then we'll just compare it to its other cinema uh, forms. All right, so Punisher. Remind me real quick. What is the main man's name? The guy who actually plays the Punisher? The Screamer? Oh, like the actor's name? The actor's I name. I got no idea. John I got... Bernthal. Okay, all right. I'm glad John... you know. Yeah. I just know him as uh, Shane from Walking Dead. <laughs> I, I only know him as Shane, too. All right, with that out of the way, what do we think of this movie? You mean the show or the movie? I'm sorry, the show. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's, wait. It's cinematics. It's cinematics. All right, what do we guys think? Of John's betrayal as a Punisher. Um, he's probably the most realistic you're going to get out of a Punisher. You think so? I, I think so. Yeah, um, I'd agree. Like, that's, uh, I think they even, like, at least won, won an acknowledgement or an award for, like, uh, basically representing very well, like, like soldiers. PTSD. Yeah, soldiers with PTSD and everything. I don't know if, the, I forget if that was for Daredevil or the first season of the Punisher, but I know they were recognized. He was at least recognized for it. Well, that definitely there, there was at least a debate in the in the Daredevil about the Punisher whether or not he's suffering from PTSD because there was a, well in the form of a legal debate right because the idea that he's constantly revisiting his worst moments and for him that's back in the states like what he did over in war like overseas that was hardcore but for him it's the idea that he doesn't regret that he regrets the fact that he lost his family right in front of his eyes which you know makes sense like who wouldn't regret that as like the worst moment um i don't know about like how people uh have treated it i know that his portrayal like as far as acting was when he's just telling a story of like why he's punisher that does feel very very real right he's just telling his story of like how he lost his family and you're there you realize like even though this man is just you know hardcore and violent to the core he's just a grieving man like that's it yeah yeah having said that Having said Great that, commentary from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I did not like season one or season two. I thought they had good highlights, but I they, think. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean cut you off. You go. I'm just going to say they, they dragged on. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to say fuck off. I think, <laughs> <laughs> season one, yes, but I feel like season two was better. Like, yeah, like, narration wise. I agree. I consistently. You think so? I definitely prefer season two to season yeah. one. I agree with that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll list what I can about like season one, what I didn't like about it. I think the beginning part of season one was pretty awesome because it's just him investigating after the fact, did like he get everyone, everyone who was involved in his family's death, Yeah. which leads him to uh, investigating his own unit. So it's the idea like, oh, shit. Like how well, uh, the family did, or like you know his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, did, was he himself un, uh, unintentionally involved in their murder? What I like about when he's going about that investigative process, because you know in the in Daredevil you got to see Punisher the after effects of like what he does, right? Like the aftermath of him just like murdering dozens of people, but you don't know like how he operates. You just know that he's extremely fast at finding people and taking them out. Here you see how he operates, like. I think the interrogation scene of his old boss, who's like, his name like something Wolf. He's not a very significant character, like because they kill him immediately. But it's a cool scene because instead of torturing the information out of him, which we know doesn't actually work, 
he just tricks him into thinking that he has the upper hand, but it's an empty gun that he's pointing at Frank Castle. And once he tells Frank Castle everything, right, he just <laughs> guns empty asshole. Oh yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah. I like that scene because it's clever. You realize he's tactical and they show that. And from there it's like, okay, this is gonna be a very tactical, uh kind of thought provoking um uh adaptation of the uh the Punisher. And I think they did do that at times. Having said that, I fell apart in like interest halfway through because it just kind of drags on. And I don't know where he's going or what he's doing. He's just like, is he trying to frame them? Is he just trying to kill them? Like, why is it 13 episodes well, of... I mean, it's the punch. He's, he's trying to kill them. He's just trying to kill them. So why... Then why, like, wait? He knows who did it. Like, he knows it's this guy at a, at a, a men's club of all places or a country club. He can go in there, storm, and just kill him. Like, it seems like part of his narrative is, like, to redeem the Punisher. That he's not just a killer, right? He's trying to help, uh, what's his name? Uh, his his uh, tech guy. Oh, yeah. Cisco, uh, right? No. No, no that's the Flash. Flash. That's, oh, that's fuck. Micro. <laughs> Micro. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Cisco's a totally different company. And <laughs> show who the hell <laughs> Okay, so that's just that's my spiel. Is that first season kind of dragged on to me? It had some good highlights, uh, but then it was just the idea like he can just kill these people. That's what he's going to do. So why draw it out? Um, but by all means, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that it's not that it's the best thing. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, <laughs> I don't think it's the best thing. I'm just saying that I, I liked the first season of The Punisher fine. First I, I do agree that it dragged out. Um, I don't I don't argue with you there because, I mean, you know, what is it Netflix has with these? There have to be like 13, 12 episodes or something. Usually yeah, 13. Usually do like 13. Yeah. yeah so I think Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later. There's <laughs> no said Defenders is fucking eight episodes. Well, yeah, they had to get so many people. But anyways. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I do agree that it dragged out. Like, Because, again, it is, it's the Punisher. You know, like, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to kill him. It's yeah. not like, you know, he's going to come up with, like, some clever, well, I guess with Jigsaw, kind of, but, uh, you know, like, he's not going to come up with, like, a really big way or anything. He's just going to be like, he's going to shoot him. Jigsaw made a lot of sense to me because Billy Russo, him being his best friend, makes it so he can't just kill him right away because they have this, they've like, they've been to war together. They have this bond and it's the only family he has left, only family he has left. And he realizes even that he's going to lose. It shows how Billy Russo, right? He's just, he's just this war machine guy who doesn't have in any way, like a life to go back to. He's just there to do malicious stuff because that's what he's good at. I thought that was cool. Billy Russo was fun because, like, following his narrative of just like you know what do you get when he gets with um, uh, the police officer and how he basically undermines most of the investigation just through again malicious oh, activity. Madonna, thank you, Madonna, Madonna. Oh my Madani. god, what is wrong with me today? And she was like Madonna. Yeah, she was um, an FBI agent or some shit yes. specifically. Yeah. And, oh, my God, ever since Daredevil, I feel like the FBI just get a bad rep in Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, no, the Netflix shows the FBI fucking suck. I don't oh, trust yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. They get, like, taken over by the kingpin. Like, some some guy from – went to Afghanistan, like, just corrupts one of their agents and manipulates the system. Just like, messes with them, has an Assassin's Creed blade and, like, just takes out yeah. the FBI agents. I'm sure in the other sh- – well, I guess besides Luke Cage, and they didn't actually do stuff. But yeah, like FBI, FBI and the Marvel Network universe suck. Now, I think I think we're there for season one because I mean, 
the villain was again just a, a cardboard cutout of just a, a another James Bond knockoff type of deal. You know, he's got the scar, he's bald, he likes to just kill people and get money for heroin. I like he's just there to be evil, right? But it's kind of cool how he is finished off in like the most brutal metal way possible. Wait, the uh, the, the the bald guy that uh, uh, Billy Russo, oh, uh, the fucking uh, general, right? Yeah, oh. Yeah. I totally forgot about that dude. He was so forgettable. He, he was. Man. He was forgettable. It's only his death yeah. that yeah, was cool. I remember that. I like, don't remember yeah. him. I was gonna get to that. Like, just his death was like the only thing that was significant about the character. And I get that you have to show the payoff of the Punisher being the Punisher. That was cool. Uh, only, only thing I'll, I'll be nitpicky about for that scene is before the brutal beatdown the Punisher gives him. The Punisher straight up stabs him with a kitchen knife in the heart. Like, if you watch the the scene. It's a knife in the heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had some people tell me, like, oh, that's just a metaphor that the guy he's fighting is heartless. <laughs> uh, Symbolism, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's not, no, that's not an excuse. But, like, the yeah. excuse I hear about stuff like that is, like, because I have seen that happen a lot in movies. And apparently, according to people I've talked to, whenever mm-hmm. I see that, you it, like you do still live a couple minutes, like, when you get stabbed through the heart because it's, like, still beating because you're basically, it's basically, like, still closed. Oh, um, okay. I think, like, I think... That even happened in fucking John Wick 2. It's like South yeah. Park 2 when your body fluids come out. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that people do poop themselves yeah. when they die, but yeah, like, yeah. it depends whether or not you poop before you died. I don't know. Just insert Cartman's laugh right there. <laughs> I feel like we'd uh, get uh, copyright infringement. I don't want to get sued by South Park. That's all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure South Park. We love you guys. We love you, Trey, Matt. You're the best. Eventually, we'll talk about South Park because everyone talks about South Park. But yeah. anyway, we're just doing the Punisher. Punisher stuff real quick. Um, I think we move on to season two, right? I mean, Well, was, season – okay. You, you hated yeah. season one. I didn't hate it. I just – I felt like I could watch it. Like I could watch the middle of it. Nothing really significant happened. And then you could just watch the end and pay attention to the end. And like that was like the bulk of it, right? Billy Russo, he's uh, trying to play mind games with Frank Castle by just like making them fight at the yeah. old merry-go-round where he took his family, which is a dick move to do to your best friend. But you get the idea, like Billy Russo is malicious, and that's the malicious stuff he does. Yeah, that's cool. But like I said, that's at the end. Like you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and I felt like the middle. Yeah, was just filler because there. Yeah, it was. It sort of ended up being like a buddy cop drama with Punisher and Micro, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I remember he's banging the wife. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, I remember. Like, do you miss sex? I miss sex. <laughs> okay, Micro. Real quick rant on Micro. There's one thing I don't understand about Micro and his wife. So Micro faked his own death in front of his wife, and his wife saw him die, get shot by the FBI. You would have figured she would have moved on. How the fuck did she not sue the FBI? Like, her husband died right in front of her. She had no evidence that he was a bad person. It was just kind of, you know, in well, time. I thought they planted stuff on him. Yeah, they did. They, like, they, framed him. That's why did. he was in hiding, because he couldn't be found. Okay, but still, like, I feel like if that happened to you as a grieving widow, you would still never trust the you FBI again. <laughs> you don't just... because. Or, or, you know, pre-dawn raid is one thing, especially if you're the person is guilty. Obviously, Michael wasn't guilty, but they didn't pre-dawn raid. They just shot him in public. Like, yeah. if you're the FBI, I am going to go off on a hunch and say you're not supposed to do that because he was unarmed. 
if it was like in a private setting, right, where they could have framed him better, sure. But in broad daylight in a park in front of dozens of people. That's true. <laughs> but I think we also established both earlier in our last podcast that the FBI, especially the New York division, fucking suck at their job. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't know what Netflix has against the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Really. But Netflix does not like them. Sorry, FBI. Netflix hates you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Your laptop shuts off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Is your boots marching? Like, <laughs> who's that? Yeah. Well, before we go on, should we talk about Madani a bit? Because she's she hot? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of her character? Because she does have a rough time in the first season, right? Well, she bangs Russo, and she's like, okay, I really like this dude. Well, actually, well she's investigating um, the death of a. With her, her partner. Her partner, yeah. And he, yeah. she doesn't know that Billy Russo isn't... She thinks I think it was uh, Frank Castle who killed him yeah. or something like yeah. that. Well, it was Frank, but... No, the, no, no I, I think, thought it was Frank because they gave him the orders. Okay, this is something... He was part of that secret task force. This is something I didn't like. So, yes, Frank did kill a reporter who uh, Madani knew, uh, but that never comes back to, like, haunt or, or bite Frank in the butt ever. Like, Madani does nothing with that information. She just is kind of saddened by it and then she's also investigating uh, frank castle for supposedly killing her partner her fbi partner turns out that was billy russo who she has an affair with but it was the idea that like she didn't know at the time and then there was the whole wasn't an affair she wasn't in a relationship oh i'm sorry she was she started a relationship with billy russo after billy russo killed her partner it's super messed up and it's everything that billy russo would do i think that builds his character but it doesn't do much for her other than just like make her extremely bitter, right? Because she has to lie. She has to like cover the FBI's tracks. They throw her she under the bus. Up, yeah. yeah, like she <laughs> fucked up hard. And I do agree. I think it's mainly it's mainly just set up for season two, really. Yeah. Like how she acts and how the FBI acts towards her and everything like that. Okay. So do we feel like we're good with season one? Because if there's anything we just, left out. Well, we didn't miss anything. Well, I just want to say before we move, I, Karen. I, well, no, Karen was in season one. Right? She was, but only for like an episode. And that's one of the yeah. episodes I want to mention because I think right. it's the best one. I forget the name of it, but it's the episode where like it's told from different perspectives of characters, one including Karen, and like you see different versions of the Punisher. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, while we haven't given glowing reviews to season one, I think uh, I'd say at least if whoever's whistling this, watch that episode at least because that's my favorite episode, and I think that basically embodies like what the show is and like how people view the punisher as well like how they all like karen views him as a hero uh like the other guy like a senator or whatever he was like just like he didn't know what the fuck to think and then <laughs> just made him out as a villain yeah. yeah and then i think the last person i think it was billy russo just kind of makes him out as like you know the legend that he kind of thinks frank is or something like that right frank is a badass motherfucker. i think that is a good episode and that that one it's my personal favorite yeah it has a lot going for it of season one of season one um the one with karen page and what's interesting is it's kind of the fallout of frank's ideology on someone else because it's the idea that this one veteran who's having a, a tough time dealing with ptsd dealing with financial troubles right he kind of just goes crazy and he wants to like just take out a senator mm-hmm. he like it's, it's very much some like taxi driver stuff and what, what's kind of sad about that whole scene is because even though Frank doesn't want to kill him, but it's the idea that Frank now views him as a criminal, right? And he just sets him up in a situation where, like, he, 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 like, he commits suicide by, like, a C4 exploding in a room. It's a very dark scene that they show. 
the only thing that was like interesting is how Karen Page and um and and Frank uh, how they have a relationship in that point, but not like not an intimate one, but like an understanding. Because at the beginning, uh, of their when they knew each other, Frank and Karen Page hated each other. They were like very, like Karen Page was very much afraid of him. Frank was just the idea like okay, well you know. She, she works for corrupt lawyers. Like that was the beginning of their, their start, but they have some neutral understanding by the end of that episode. But how it covers like a, just a, not a random character, but just a side character who's a veteran who deals with PTSD and kind of just uh, uh, like go, go, like I said, goes insane and tries to just kill people. I don't know. I feel like that was a scene that like, it, it's tough to watch. And it's just the idea that the guy is breaking down. Like he's not making any sense anymore. And he's just, he just kind of ends it all, which is really sad because, like, there's because he, he's doing the exact same thing as a Punisher, right? He's just deeming who's guilty must die. His version just involves a senator. I, I don't know. I think that was an odd pick. It's a good what episode. Who? The, the the soldier. The soldier. That was like part of like. I could look it up. Curtis's group. Oh, Curtis. Oh yeah, he's kind of, yeah he's pretty important yeah. in the next season. Not by much, but yeah, yeah. Curtis. He's a uh, for those that don't know, Curtis is. Uh, Frank's other old uh, army buddy and basically runs a like what is like a therapy group yeah Yeah, for like people suffering from PTSD from war and he also like has his leg blown off yeah he has a prosthetic leg prosthetic leg yeah Yeah, cool dude everyone needs a cool black man (laughs) (laughs) agreed (laughs) that's why I'm here Okay, the guy's name is I think uh, Lewis Wilson. I think Lewis. Lewis. That's Lewis. what he was. Name, yeah. That was the, yeah. So to clarify, that is. I also the, forgot about him. Lewis is the uh, the soldier who goes who who goes crazy and tries to take out a senator and a bunch of other people, and it's just I don't know. It's it's a strange scene because it, it kind of works a little bit. Yeah, like, I think his it's his character was. I mean, I I kind of thought of like Keith Ledger in the sense where mm-hmm. you know this guy was using bombs, you know, demolition type shit. But and he's not a Joker-like character. No, he's either. not. But just like that kind of expertise, yeah, using it to his advantage. Like just, I mean, he created so much shit in that city. Like everybody was fucking freaking out. But how he how he addresses because part of season one, and uh, you could argue part of season two. It's it's all about they address certain political things that they touch the surface on, but seem just to be there just to bring in an audience rather than have a commentary because they're talking about like gun control the uh lewis who uh as a soldier he's worried they're going to take his guns away and for him it's the fact that he identifies with his weapon well he identifies his weapon because he's a soldier and so he doesn't want to lose it having said that that is all kind of just subtext and it's only there for like up until that episode and then after that episode it's just uh the finale and it goes back to frank castle so Personally, I, I don't see their argument. They just have a – they just talk about gun control, but they don't give a solution. They don't really do much for the problem. They just talk about it because the Punisher uses guns. So to me, it's just kind of nonsensical. That's all I'm saying because the Punisher keeps on punishing people with guns. So what is the point of like Lewis and his arc? Because it's a sad arc. You know, It's kind of like yeah. a cautionary tale, but Punisher – It's tragic in the end. It's tragic, but like there's no there's no lesson learned for the Punisher. He just keeps on doing what he does, which is fine. He's a comic character and he's going to do that. But why put it in there then? Well, I thought he was kind of like even more like pissed off. Like, hmm. I mean, like here's the thing: because that was a, Lewis was 
training under Billy Russo because he had his own agency, like his own company. Yeah. Um, and they took him out because they were like, okay, this dude's insane. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, and they like. He lived in his car or something, yeah. I think. No, that was, no, no, that was his, a side car. That was a side character. He, he, he lived in the basement with his dad. Yeah. yeah. And, and his dad. He almost shot his dad. Yeah. And it's the idea that he doesn't, like, it's, well, that was part of his uh, PTSD is, like, he just woke up in the middle uh, in the middle of the night or something like that or in the morning and, like, drew a gun out. He didn't mean to kill his father. Like, you see that there is a father-son relationship there that's quite strong. He just is dealing with his PTSD and is armed. And he's afraid There's of losing. A hole in the back, where, like the yeah, yeah. Little hut. His character, to me, it's a bit of a strange one because it has some commentary, but I don't understand the full meaning. Because after his death, that doesn't okay. Sure, the Punisher is more pissed off, but if his death is a cautionary tale on the idea of identifying too much with a weapon or identifying yourself too much as a weapon, then you're going to lead to just like doing something violent. Punisher does the same thing. Is a commentary on how we should take better care of our veterans? Oh, definitely. Uh, You could say that for the entire last two seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it shows nothing but, like, a lot of veterans in poverty, and as a result, they turn to crime, and who do they go to? They go to Billy Billy Russo, which, you know, makes sense for the narrative. It's also kind of sad because then it's the idea of the Punisher, who is also a veteran, is going to – he's then fighting veterans. It's a very, very kind of, like, dark scene that they're painting. And it's just the idea that like most of them are just having financial troubles. What are they good at? What when were they able to use million dollars worth of equipment when they were warriors, when they were soldiers? That's I mean, that is something, but past that, it just, you know, how does it end with the Punisher? He doesn't change his ways, he just continues doing his ways. He amplifies them, in fact. Can you draw comparisons to the first season of Punisher? Hmm. To Rambo for his blood. Yes and no. Because the idea is, you know, Punisher is similar to Rambo in a sense, or Rambo First Blood, because he's seen as a vigilante, right? He's living on his own. He's highly armed and is taking out anyone who kind of crosses him. But the Punisher doesn't take out policemen, right? Yeah. He'll take out corrupt cops. He'll take out people who he views as criminal. But he's not going to just take out random policemen just for doing their job. He makes that apparent that he has a code. He doesn't break his code. Um, which again is very juxtaposed from the '70s comic book adaptation of The Punisher, where he was just a dude who's like, if you broke any measly law, he would take you out. Some guy misses a trash can, littering is against the law. Pulls out an AK-47, <laughs> just riddles a, like an entire streetwalk trying to take out this one guy. It's like holy hell. That's what they were doing with the character in the '70s. So he has evolved, like slightly. Yeah. Slightly. He, he's he's a little bit more precise, and you know it doesn't just focus on the violence, right? I mean that is part of the Punisher, but it's also just dealing with grief and dealing with I don't know uh, uh, violence through his grief. Mm. Um, real quick, just want to make a little note. So we got about eight minutes left before I have to stop and then start up again. We got like thirty minute uh, little pieces to this this mm-hmm. podcast. Oh. Uh, having said that, we got like seven minutes. So if anyone wants to, should we chime in on the, the end of season one? What do you guys think? Oh, uh, um, that was fine. Like again, like I wasn't too big a fan of Punisher season one, but like I'm gonna be honest, I was just a kind of going back to like Lewis and stuff. I just assumed that like because I haven't read many Punisher stuff, mm-hmm. I assumed he was like some like you know minor villain from the Punisher mm-hmm. or something that like is probably famous like Jigsaw. Because the only one I was aware of was Jigsaw because I guess he's like the big bad oh, guy yeah, for Punisher. Yeah. So I was waiting for that the whole time, but then like by the end when he like. Uh, you know, uh, 
Frank just like shows Billy's face in the glass and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, and then it's like, get ready for season two when Jigsaw shows up. Basically, I was like, okay, so I basically we I watched the whole season for setup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's and so like it was a good finale. Like you know, if, like Frank basically got like I do say I did like the ending scene where he goes to Curtis's therapy session. And he's just like, I don't I don't know what to do now. Like I'm yeah. I'm totally lost. I I that was my, a good fucking scene. Yeah, like I lived my whole life for this mission and it's done. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? And I'm going to be honest, I kind of wish that they explored that a bit more in season two. Mm-hmm. They don't, which we'll get into, but like, well, I would have loved to see how Frank Castle tries to like live, yeah. like without being the Punisher. Again, they explore a bit, but I would love to see more of it. It is nice that they start season two as a beginning point. Um, he's just a construction worker. And what's interesting about that to me is just how he's working is he's just, you know, he's hammering away at a wall, right? There's day and night. For him, just breaking down a wall or breaking stuff with a sledgehammer, that is he like one one of the many forms of coping that he does, where it's just like he has to do something constantly working his body because relaxing for him is a living nightmare because it's like, where do I go? What do I do? He can't be with other people. He like he found the one. He found his future, lost that. So for him, just hitting a wall is the best case scenario for him, which is I thought I was retarded. <laughs> Were you breaking the wall? <laughs> uh, he, he does. He's a professional yelling man. Can we at least agree that? Oh yeah, John Bernthal can fucking scream. Like that. Yeah, the fucking like. And now when I think of the Punisher, like every time I like see him in a comic book now, yeah. when you see him yell, I'm just I just hear the. <laughs> That's Russell, man. Russell. Russell. All right, so season two, right? He's just hitting a brick wall or a Wait, concrete sorry, wall. Um, we got like five minutes left. Do we want to recap anything for season one, and then like next thirty minutes we'll do for hmm. Madani. Madani. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't think there's much to say about nah, him in season no, one. No, I was just joking. Yeah, <laughs> really, it's not. there's not much. Um, I'll say this much. Um, Wait, did we talk about he doesn't do much of season one either. He's very much like a talking piece. He gets his ass kicked by Lewis. Yeah. And he's, a, he's a positive influence on Frank, which is nice. It's yeah. the, the idea that he, Frank's not entirely alone. He has people to talk to, but there's still distance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like he's, he's definitely more of a friend than like family, like Russo is. But it, yeah. it also sucks for him too because – oh, yeah, you mentioned Russo. Like, like they're all you know, cool and all that. Mm-hmm. But it sets Curtis in the middle ground. Yeah. To when shit starts going down the wire, and then Billy's like, "All right, I gotta kill you now, Curtis. I'm sorry." You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, like it's, it's the idea that you know this guy threatened his friend. So what are you gonna do? At the same time, um, Frank's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> when when it comes to to Billy Russo uh, and his end, I thought that was kind of interesting, just because the Punisher just killed all of his villains up until that point. So it's the idea: how do you justify him not killing what was his arch nemesis in comics? The idea that he's called the Punisher. His whole point is he's just going to punish people. That doesn't just mean kill them. In the case of Billy Russo, he wants to die. He's in the mind that if he can't do what he's doing right now, which is messing people's lives up and killing people, if he can't do that, he's worthless. He is the epitome of uh, of like being a weapon, right? Being an ass. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> an ass weapon. And <laughs> as a result, as a result. Frank doesn't kill him because that would be a mercy to him. So it's the idea that he just, you know, he ruins his face. He smashes him in. 
Cause he's just like, every day you're going to have to deal with the same pain I deal with. And he just, he inflicts that upon him, which that was a good fucking line. It's a great line. Makes him the punisher. Like at that point he was just a killer makes him the punisher in the comic book sense. He actually punished someone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He learned killing isn't the only way to punish someone. <laughs> bashing their face in on a glass mirror. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, so that's how season one, uh, what we think of season one. Season two, we're about to start up on that. Season two is interesting. I think it has some moments where it just flies off the rails and other moments where it's very, very cool. Um I think it was a lot more watchable than season two or season one. Sorry, season two more watchable than season one. We'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, we will be right back. All right, let's do this. Okay, so season two, right? We have a lot of things to cover in season two because it does cover a lot of ground, right? You have uh, Amy who comes along, who's just uh, like wrong, uh, wrong girl, the wrong place, wrong time. Well, she was a good. A runner, right? Wasn't she? She was a runner. She was a photographer. Like she was a, a like an eye for hire. Yeah. And someone like you know you you get her and her pals, and they would like get dirt on someone, and they got dirt on the wrong person. All of Amy's friends are dead. She's on the run, right? She has these pictures, and she just happens to stumble upon Frank Castle, who at the time is going by Pete, I believe. Like he has a new yeah, identity. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, this thing is like Pete something. I forget. Yeah. We're just going to call him yeah. Frank Castle for simplicity's sake, but it's the idea that he's, you know, he's living um, a new life and he's just kind of on the road, right? Yeah, he's basically just traveling across the country. Yep. Like, trying yeah. to, I guess, trying to find himself. Because, well, I mean, because he was done. He, he, he changed his name. Well, when Donnie was like, yeah, change your name. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Castle That's anymore. important to remember. Yeah, yeah, the FBI basically, for helping him out, like, they, like, over. Like, because they think, like, you, the guy he killed was corrupt or something at the end. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting rid of Russo, they were like, all right, you get one start. You get a fresh start. Like, that's it. Don't yeah. fuck it up. And I think that was partly the concept that, like, they realized, okay, he's an active and useful soldier. So they were probably thinking they could use him later. And that's why, like, they kind of saved him. That and trying to contain. They, they do. Uh, well, yeah. Madonna does. Yeah, Madonna. Not really the FBI. And it was also the fact that trying to contain Frank Castle is like trying to contain a wild elephant when it's on fire. It's just not something you can do. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting analogy. Dude, he's a heavy hitter and he's hot-headed, okay? Oh, okay. He's a wet literal. Okay. Yeah, the literal sense that he's on fire. Okay. I will, I will say this. So for season two, right, uh, Frank Castle, he's just – he's trying to find himself, but he finds trouble instead or yeah. trouble finds him. And he – does not hesitate. He gets into it, gets in the thick of it, starts helping Amy, realizing that whomever is after her has like high connections because they like they can just take out a police station out in the middle of the Midwest well, and no one well, would care. Well, he, he was like, um, he was trying to yeah. like you know live a new life. I gotta leave all the old shit behind. Meets you know was it the bartender? Mm-hmm. Forgot her name. They do it. <laughs> And, you know, she has a son. Yeah. And then he yeah. ends up connecting with him. And he's like, okay, you know, this is. Maybe I, maybe I can do. Yeah. You know, they, it, they go eat pancakes. And it then, also haunts him because it reminds yeah. him of his son. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also like, maybe this is kind of. But the, but the thing was, though, like, it wasn't about that. It was mostly just like, it was part of like what made his decision to help Amy because he was like, I think he tells her in like the, the hotel room, he takes her to like season oh, two when they were trying to hide out mm-hmm. that he was like. Yeah, like, uh, he was, like, he said something, like, I was trying, like, I really was to, like, 
not be like this. But yeah. then I saw like these trained people, and then he could tell like they were trained going after a little girl. Yeah. Like that reminded him of his daughter, and he was like, he just couldn't sit by yeah. and let that happen. So he had to step in. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a situation where it's either you do good or you do bad. Like that's a very black and white situation. And when you're Frank Castle and you can, you know, just take on three trained guards who have knives with nothing more than a belt buckle. That was a badass. Yeah. It's very, also to him, very the, good. World, the world is very black and white to yeah. him. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, that, that's a, that's a uh, good fight uh, scene in the bathroom. Not easy to pull off, you know, uh, a men's room and the girls' room with a bunch of knives. Yeah. But they made it happen. <laughs> yeah, I will say, action scenes in season two, I definitely thought were a lot better. Oh, yeah, they were better choreographed. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this much. I, I do agree that some of the fight scenes, the knife fight scenes were good. The gunfights, I'm kind of critical of. One, when he's just out in the woods, it's just him and like a, uh, an M16 and taking out the guys. But the other, uh, mm-hmm. they have the soldier. Oh, no, that's season one. Okay, season two when he's taken out, when it's just him. <laughs> yeah, there weren't many gunfights in season two, I don't think. I think it was mostly hand-to-hand stuff because I can't remember a scene where – it was can, like the, it was like them shooting at Frank. I yeah, think. I can remember two two yeah, guns. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah. That was probably – Remember the station? The, well, uh, the police station, officers yeah, have police them officer, yeah. and the police officers – they're just like – you know, they're, they're, they're state police officers or sheriff. And they just think, okay, well, we can hold, you know, three people who got in a bar fight. No problem. Great episode, too. It's a great episode, yeah. except... With the, what's his name? The, the sheriff. I remember the, the, the captain. But he was, like, he was, he the was also a, Yeah, a it's, it's a very, too. like, last stand type of situation. Yeah. They're, you know, they're held inside. Like, they're, they're cut off from communication, so they're isolated. My only problem with that is they just let Frank loose, right? He just goes out in the woods with an M16, starts taking out guards, and... It makes no sense to me. Honestly, it makes no sense because he's just running and gunning. And even if he's holding the gun right, you can tell at some points like it's just a muzzle flare that's like kind of not well placed. Having said that, I can forgive that. It's just the fact that he's just running and shooting right, and they should definitely be able to find him. Like he's not using stealth. He's just literally <laughs> running right at them sometimes. I felt that was nonsensical compared to like how they had built up so much the idea that he's tactical, that he's not just going to run in and shoot. He's going to, you know, use guerrilla warfare. They could have made that a huge Rambo scene, right? Where he has the gun, but he like bottlenecks him. Honestly, I would have been fine with something along that. Like if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You don't have to show him doing this, the impossible of taking out several guards with one gun. They can't reload because his arm is broken. It's just, it's a little, it's a little wonky to me. But the, those are the gunfights. How does he reload it? Because I know he does it once. I forget how. Though. It was I don't know. They could have. They could have just showed him. <laughs> I, I remember him doing it once. If they just showed him, I would have forgiven the whole thing, right? If they just showed him, uh, like running out of ammunition very early on, he, but he would just kill the henchmen, take their gun, shoot it, lose ammunition, take another one. That would have been cool. They did that in uh, the movie Wanted. Where the guy only has two pistols, but he's just taking the ammunition from and the guns from the people he kills. And I would have forgiven the whole fucking scene because then it's like, oh, he doesn't have to reload because his arm is broken or his hand is busted. He can just, you know, take the other stuff. Other than that, um, fight scenes were good. Knife scenes were good. There's that uh, Towards the end of the, the film, though, the uh, – Season. Season, sorry. Season, I keep on thinking it's a movie. I want to talk about the movies, sorry. <laughs> you're really trying to, you're, you're trying to speed through the show so you can get to the movies. I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. That, that, we see where it, Lucas is, Allegis is alive. You'll, you'll understand soon enough, I swear. Hey, Thomas Jane's a good one. 
but the, the hotel uh, shootout scene towards the end of the season, I thought that was kind of ridiculous just because it's just a hotel wall, right? And the preacher is on one side, Punisher's on the other side, and they're just shooting back and forth, and then they just swap rooms. So they just oh, miss yeah. like a hundred times. Then again, it's like there's other people in the hotel or yeah. the hotel, whatever. Yeah. Like they shoot up the wall with guns that can pass through like several rooms before the bullets lose speed. They definitely killed everyone else on that floor unintentionally. And it's just like they're just missing each other. That's all it is. Yeah. The Punisher, well, the Preacher, they're supposed to be crack shots. So them missing themselves like that so minute so much. Well, but they're also both like trained people who yeah. like have lived this long. Like right. they show the was this before or after the pilgrim like beat up all those fucking dudes? This was after. after. That was no, after. That, that was after. No, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it. I think it was. That before. was a good fucking scene. Yeah, I think it was after. It, it was after. I do enjoy that they show these two characters as just two men who get extremely exhausted trying to be badasses. Like towards the end, they're barely moving. They're fucked up. They're like you know they have just bruises and scars everywhere. Who's like his equal? Oh yeah, yeah they both. Yeah, they're both. Like I think it was supposed to be like that because the pilgrim he was basically doing it like like uh, what Frank was. He was doing it for his wife and kids. So mm-hmm. remind me the name of Maybe they took the, the preacher guy. Yeah. His name is Pilgrim. What again? John Pilgrim. John Pilgrim. Why can't I never remember John Pilgrim? Okay. Yeah. John Pilgrim equals Preacher, just for clarification, but we'll call him John Pilgrim from now yeah, on. Preacher is a different show. <laughs> it <Which> is. We'll <laughs> it's a very messed up comic. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so so John Pilgrim, he's a bit of an odd case to me because he's very much like the Punisher, but he's for hire. He's just hired by his uh, small town community who take him under his wing and they he's use him. Not really for hire. He's like... He's just like acting under the church, pretty much. Like you know, he, like okay. he found the Lord. Oh, and he's true. basically like a religious, uh, like well, like that kind of organization. Yeah, yeah, secret organization. Like yeah, he's not like for hire. He's just like like if they tell if they tell him where to go, he'll do it. Like he basically like he's exclusive to them. There was this right, and there there are two things. I'm okay with the fact that he's kind of this uh, zealot guy who's brought into an organization that's trying to control America from behind the scenes, um, and he's just their hitman. I'm okay with that. My issue comes with as he's getting like more and more injured, right? Because he just can't take out Frank Castle. Uh, his old mob buddies that he's with like try to mess him up and they fail. Uh, the only thing that I'm wondering is if he's that injured, why doesn't the secret organization he worked with who have funds and money and other supplies just treat him with a doctor? Like instead of treating him with a doctor, they just threaten his kids. Like – that made no sense to me as a – and that's a minor criticism. It's just like if you're an evil villain and your main hitman is injured, maybe patch him up. You can afford the doctor. <laughs> well, I mean you can't make him sympathetic. They're going to die. I understand that. But like, like – They're the main bad guys. You got to make it so like when they die, you feel no – like, yeah, they patched him up though. Like, you know. And this is where it gets kind of nonsensical to me is John Pilgrim as a character, why didn't uh, Frank take him out? Okay, yes, John Pilgrim has some kids, he had a family, and he's just trying to do right by his kids by like having them in this community, and he's been told if he wants his place in the community, he has to kill for the community. Fine. Having said that, why would Frank Castle just let him walk, that he's just going to be peaceful and raise his kids somewhere else and nothing bad's going to happen? John Pilgrim killed like a bunch of teenagers at the beginning of the story, and they're just going to let that slide like 
For me, that makes little was that sense. Him? Yeah, it I was him. Was it? It yeah, was him. Remember they had, to, they had that dude tied up. Yeah, but I thought like I thought like some dudes came in before, killed them, and then he walked in afterwards. No, nope, it was just John Pilgrim because uh, Amy like she was hiding under the bed. Yeah, and like just saw it was only one man. Oh, okay. And th- that's my problem is like sure they make him as sympathetic. Okay, yeah, he's sympathetic, but we're talking about the Punisher. The Punisher is not the forgiving guy. And when you kill a bunch of kids at the start of your series or at the start of your uh, season and you end it with the idea like, oh, you know, this is just a similar uh, – a man who's similar to the Punisher who still has a family who's just trying to protect them. Sure, that makes him sympathetic, but that does not answer his crimes. It doesn't even come close. At the very least, he should be locked up because he's a psychopath who just kills everyone. Like he killed everyone who he knew as friends, period. How is he going to raise children? <laughs> His kid's going to be fucking psychopaths. Well, I mean, they, he was killing them in self-defense. They were trying to kill him. Yes. They weren't really his friends. But John Pilgrim sounded like a bit of an asshole. He just stole a bunch of money from them after they robbed a bank. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, then he found Jesus. Yeah, then he found then Jesus. He found God. Apparently, God told him to kill a bunch of kids. Like, the hell? Get I get this, it. Get the sick woman pregnant. I, I think John Pilgrim would have been... A more interesting character if he crossed over more with Billy Russo. He never did. He was this whole separate case. Okay, can oh, I take that's this? That's true. Can I take this? Oh, shit. By all means. By all means. Okay. What are your two cents? Because here's the thing. I like Pilgrim. Uh, I did not like Billy Russo, a.k.a. Jigsaw, in this series. Like, I did not care for him. I didn't think he needed to be there. <laughs> he It really felt like he was more there for Madani than Frank, because Frank was all up in his own shit at the moment. Right. Like The only reason he cared was just because it was like, oh, Russo's like still alive and he might get his memory back or something. Oh yeah, by the way, Billy Russo had like amnesia after Frank fucked him up. So he was like, yeah. he didn't remember who he was. He, in a coma. he basically was back to before he killed Frank's family, where he thought like you know, Frank was still his best friend and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All he knew was that, like, he was just lost and he was, like, connecting with his therapist and everything. He, like, basically didn't know who he was. It just had these broken memories, pretty much. Um, first off, let me say, he looked like shit, Jigsaw. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. His face was not fucked up at all. Like, yep. it was just, like, a like because they kept him in, like, bandages for, like, the first couple episodes. So you're like, oh, he's got to look, he's going to look like the comics. He's going to look so fucked up. And it's just like, no, he still, he looks like the same actor with just, like, a couple scars. His nose is completely yeah, fine. Like his nose, yeah. How the hell is his eye sockets intact? <laughs> like, that's not Jigsaw. That's the shit. It reminded me of that shit from the Avatar The Last Airbender movie where, like, his <laughs> scar was, like, nothing. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, he's so, he's so scarred. And I'm just like, that's he's just speaking. So I'm gonna say the costume or makeup, whoever that was, really dropped the ball on that. Like I don't yeah, know, I don't know what it was, and whether like the actor didn't want to wear like heavy makeup or like they couldn't find like a mask. I don't know what, but like honestly, they should have. I would have preferred if he like kept like the bandages or something to like. Or at least like the, the mask that he had. Yeah, or actually like symbolize like the jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, like that was would have been he better. He kept that on the entire time. They yeah. subtly at the beginning you got the idea that he didn't want anyone to see his face because he knew he was messed up, right? Which he wasn't. Yeah, he looked fine. <laughs> fine. My problem is how they film that. Is if if he has this psychological problem, right, where he just can't look at himself, he doesn't want to be looked by other people. Why not really hit that home where you get like a point of view from a, a episode of him just walking the streets when he finally escapes the the hospital, right? And he thinks that everyone's, you know, making fun of him or like messing with his face, like really show him as crazy. 
And then you hype it up like, oh, he's ugly, he's ugly, he's hideous, he's a monster, all this. And then when he does finally like reveal his face to Frank or something like that, you realize, oh, it's not that bad, but he's just like this perfectionist or he's just like so messed up in the head he thinks it's that bad. Kind of like um, in Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight uh, Rises, right? He shows – or the, I'm sorry, The Dark Knight Returns. With he, uh, uh, Two Face, yeah. Two Face yeah. becomes known as Face, and he's he thinks that his face is hideous, but it's actually one not. Face. One Face, yes. Two Face becomes One Face, but he thinks his face is ugly. <laughs> Having said that, you have to like really hit the nail on the head when it comes to that type of storytelling. You have to like really edit it to be crazy and like very I don't know, uh, kind of, kind of jigsawy, right? Like, what if his whole point of view chapter is like a jigsaw where he just has random flashbacks in the middle of trying to hide from people like you really show him and his his viewpoint as unstable they didn't really do that i do think it's interesting because there's an actual legal uh legal trials of can you try someone for guilty of a crime they don't remember doing like if someone does suffer a blow from the head after committing a crime are they still guilty if they don't remember it because the idea (laughs) (laughs) right right but like there is an actual legal argument that people make like oh he, you know, maybe he's a different person now because he he wouldn't do that now. He's, you know, he's suffering from amnesia. I don't think that should matter. I'm I'm not sure either. And in the case of Frank Castle, it really doesn't. Like at the end of the oh, day, yeah, like just, if you have, care. yeah, well, if, yeah, if you have proof that this person did it, mm-hmm. yeah, you can still put him on trial or you know fucking get him the yeah. sentence. Yeah. Well, honestly, still, I just didn't. I didn't care for the whole thing, any of that, honestly. Like, I forgot all about that because it was just like every time. I'm going to be honest. It really felt like I was watching two shows when that happened. Like, every yep. time it would come between. Because, again, you got Frank uh, protecting Amy, who I guess we'll get to We'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then you just cut to Billy Russo doing his thing where he's, like, going through amnesia. He's, like, try, he's starting, like, basically a crime syndicate being, like, getting, like, Curtis's group of uh, people yeah. to be, like, hey uh, – we got these skills. We can make a lot of money with this. So let's just rob banks and shit, which is ba- which basically like is the whole point of what he's doing for like the good middle chunk of the show where he's just basically playing payday too with his war buddies. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, like the way he dies. Yeah. His, his, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll wait yeah. Uh, but like, it's just that I just wasn't, I was just so not into it. Like every time it cuts to him, I think I checked out because I'm just like, <laughs> just I'm not, yeah, because I also didn't find him, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't find him like to be int- as interesting as I was expecting because like they hyped it up because it was like, you know, season two, you knew it was going to happen because like they like fucked up his face in the beginning and he was like, okay, that's another thing that pissed me off. At the end of season one, he should not look like that in season two with how all that glass was in his face and everything. Yep. He that, should not look too, like that. Yeah, he was completely fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> completely messed up. They should have shown that visually. They should have shown that. Um, but yeah, like the whole thing with like him and his therapist, his relationship. I think that was that was weird. Hot, but come on, yeah. Like and <laughs> she was like, I felt unnecessary, especially when she dies, where she's just like taken out by Madani kind of by accident. But she didn't, um, doesn't was, die. That it's was her, funny. Like, <laughs> first, that Madani should have just kicked her ass immediately. No kidding, she got overpowered sometimes. Also, yeah. when the therapist dies. I thought she was going to have a bigger impact because, like, she has these scars and she has, like, a tragic backstory. But I thought her backstory was going to be on – She's afraid of windows. She, she's afraid of windows. <laughs> she's afraid of heights because she fell out of a window, right? Yeah. And her like whole, that. her whole like, life she's just been trying to become a therapist to fix people who are, you know, uh, psychologically Which damaged. fix herself. Yes. Symbolism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the breaking of the glass. <laughs> yeah. The breaking of the therapist. 
here's the problem. Oh, with, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the problem with all that is I thought her scars were going to be some sort of bigger reveal. Like maybe she uh, had went, went through some sort of, not enhancements, but she was had some sort of like secret group of scientists, right, who were building enhanced individuals and like she was just a test subject. Like she got that shit in New Pad or something? Well, I something. Say, like Jessica Jones type shit. Yeah. And that this this is something I do wish because I do, I do think they kind of wasted the ball here um, with season two when it came to the villains because sure they're maybe like they're a secret organization or they're Billy Russo doing his thing, but they're just guys and the Punisher can kill people. We've seen that. The Punisher to me is much more interesting when he has to kill super powered individuals. Like uh, take one of Spider-Man's villains, any one of them, I'll say uh, Tombstone. Punisher versus Tombstone would be awesome in my opinion because Tombstone, you can't just shoot him. He can't. Just, he's like Luke Cage. Bullets and most damage isn't going to hurt him. So how does the Punisher stop a superpowered individual? That's much more interesting to me. Like have your your antagonist be someone who has superpowers and then just like oh he's just a regular guy who has to fight like the Ubermensch. That has much more interest to me because like the Punisher has taken on superpowered individuals before. I would yeah. like to see Craven. Craven and the Punisher face off. That Ooh. Might be pretty cool. And Craven's had powers before, and even if he doesn't, it's just the idea, like, you know, he's a guy who will definitely go on a manhunt. Yeah, he's a fucking hunter, man. <laughs> It'd be interesting. This dude would track anybody, so... You could do Craven. I'd argue you could do most of Spider-Man's rogues, um, minus, like, a few of the iconic ones. Um, who else? Who else could... They couldn't show this in Season 2, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Punisher versus Ghost Rider could have a lot of validity <laughs> to it, just because... Punisher would be interesting. Punishers kill a lot of people. The stare doesn't work on him, though. I feel like the stare would. Nah, All the stare does, it, depending on your on the adaptation we're talking about, the stare just reflects all the pain that an individual has inflicted on one person back onto you. So, like for example, in one of the old cartoons, I've the penance pen stare. I stare, think it is yeah. penance yeah. stare. For people who don't know, Ghost Rider has this penance stare that like. Basically, is the reversal car in Uno, right? Whatever you want. <laughs> it's basically what it is. That's actually, <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy, actually. Whatever you yeah. throw at it, it just throws back at you. First the elephant, now this. You're, you're, on, you're on point with that. <laughs> I gotta be. Yeah. I gotta punish the puns. <laughs> okay, no. no I'm okay. out here. I'm done. I lost it. That's yeah, two I'm out of three. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I, guess, yeah. I agree. I, it would have been more interesting to like step it up for the next round of villains to be like, like uh, they could have had someone who was like more skilled, like because uh, they did it in um, like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, all of them. They basically like stepped up the villains. And, well, not Jessica Jones, but the other ones, they stepped up like the villains usually mm -hmm. to be like a more powerful version or like the the next step. Like in Daredevil, mm -hmm. we talked about how like, you know, it took three seasons to get the bullseye. Yeah, because they wanted to build up like how big that was. So it's yeah. like so it was it, Kingpin, the hand, and Bullseye. Yeah, Bullseye. So, and, yeah, and yeah. When it, when it comes to um, like Daredevil, it's the fact that he he's a badass, but he still is human. So he has to rely on stealth. He has to rely on other tactics to like you know get through the the army to fight the final boss. Punisher didn't seem to follow that logic. I get the idea that Punisher can endure a lot of punishment. I get that. Having said that. You can't just lean on that as his only thing. Like when he's tactile, when he's clever, when he tricks people and giving him information or tracks certain people who he, who think they're safe from him now, that's awesome. That's very cool. Having him just be this like you know piece of iron who can take all the damage and then beat everyone, 
you know, you can only play that song so many times before it gets, you know, predictable. So you have to give him other challenges. They try to make it more about his internal struggle and psyche, which is kind of interesting. Like, is the Punisher a good person? Because he's killing people. Oh, like that stupid episode where he might have killed a good person, but then they backed out. He wasn't a good person. I think they shouldn't have backed out at all. That would have been yeah. First up, Billy Russo was an idiot in that episode because one, you don't have to shoot the uh, the the prostitutes beforehand. You could just you know have the, like you could have just like bound them to the wall or something like that, and the Punisher would have probably killed them if you just ran past them. And they they didn't even match up the caliber bullets, so his whole plan was flawed from the beginning. Yeah, right. And I guarantee you, the Punisher has killed multiple people by accident. Especially in that uh, the, hotel. Uh, the, the motel, the motel, those bullets are flying through other walls. I mean, it was a shitty motel. Oh no, wait, there were people in there because uh, yeah, John Pilgrim no. went to that room, and got a blowjob from the prostitute. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Again, John Pilgrim and that whole scene. John Pilgrim wasn't that interesting of a character to me, just because they made like they gave him a reason for doing what he does. Sure, but at the end of the day, the Punisher would still kill him. You can't oh, just let him go. He's a psychopath. Well, he didn't kill him. Yeah, I know he didn't kill him. He was just like, oh, he's like me. But he has his kids. He's got kids. <laughs> so, I guarantee you. Like, so did the other 50 people the Punisher killed. Oh, right? no, yeah, they all have families. <laughs> they definitely all have families. And probably grandkids, a few of them. Like, you can't just kill that many yeah. people. And here. Well, I think it's the matter of how he told Frank. It was like they took my son, you know, like yeah, was, like he was no, crying. Yeah, and he said something like at the end, where he was like, like after you kill me, just promise me you'll do like help my kids or yeah. something. Yeah, like he, at the end of the day, John Pilgrim does just want the best for his kids, and the people who hold his kids are just malicious, terrible people. Sure, it makes sense, but this is the Punisher. That like sympathy is not going to work. Like the Punisher, Sometimes. Frank Castle <laughs> knows exactly what John Pilgrim had done up to that point. So him just letting him go seems like a very much a dent in his code. Because John Pilgrim, at the end of the day, deserves to be locked up at life. Put the kids up for adoption. Because their next family probably won't be John Pilgrim. John Pilgrim's not a good father. I'm just saying, all right, what's his life story? He uh, he's a gangster for most of his life, betrays the gang life, and uh, takes a bunch of money. Gets caught with the money, is raised by a bunch of secret zealots, and then murders a bunch of children. How is any of that good father good father son uh, material? Because he was the best one. I don't know. <laughs> what is the best? Thing? He, first of, I'm like you're still going. Yeah. <laughs> are no, they gonna live with the Amish? Like, what are they gonna do? What is he gonna do? <laughs> no, yeah, I I agree with you on that. Like, he's not the amazing dad. He's, not, he's definitely not winning Father of the Year award song for me. Yeah. Um, but there is – here's the thing. I will present evidence that the Punisher has not killed people for whatever reason because, hmm. like, there was – okay, this is a stupid example, but I just love bringing this up whenever the Punisher is mentioned because it's one of my favorites. But Where it's like – I forget the name of it, but there was a comic where this dude – I forget the whole reason for it, but he basically, like, pisses on the graves of Frank's family, like, on live TV. And he's just like, fuck you, Punisher. Like, come and get me. And Frank's like sitting, I remember he's like sitting there in a bar watching it. He's just like, what the fuck? No. But like, uh, long, long story short. Uh, That's a ballsy move. Oh, yeah. And like, long story short, like, I forget why, but like the guy basically wanted to die or something. It was like a whole thing. Mm. And it ended with the Punisher being like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to kill you because you're not worth it or something like that. So there are times where the Punisher does not like he, he like finds different ways to do it. Like he doesn't do it with Pilgrim, honestly. He basically rewards him by like 
Okay. Him back as kids. At the very least, he shouldn't reward him. It's the idea he's got yeah, to punish him. Like, I agree. He could have just said like, "You can like if you you can walk, you can like like the, someone else can take care of the kids, or they can go into like protective custody, but you don't get to see them." And you know, then John Pilgrim could have like lost it, right? He could have started punching, uh, punching out Frank Castle, and maybe Frank Castle he would just take it. And it, when you have this winded John Pilgrim, like wondering like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Because you killed a bunch of kids too." Like you don't get that after what you did with Amy and all that. That would have been more powerful because then it would have yeah. been bittersweet. Like you know, the kids will be great. John Pilgrim has to like carry that cross, but he's a pilgrim, so carrying yeah. a cross is what he should do. Would have made more sense too, since like during that whole thing when he thought he killed someone, but not really. Uh, he he was basically like he was ready to be punished himself. So he was like he knew what it meant to be like when you kill an innocent person, mm-hmm. like out of cold blood. Like you deserve to pay for it. Like he even. And he even showed, like, even he does, you know? Yeah. Like, even he's even he's affected by his code. When you fuck up and do wrong, you're dead, even if it's the punisher himself. Now, okay. So, yeah, we're still in season two. Um, okay, I will say, best part of season two and why I loved it was because of the dynamic between Amy and Frank. Like, yeah. Mike, him and Micro, yeah, it was two bros, whatever. They got their lives fucked up. But, like, just seeing, like, basically Frank act like a dad, basically, to Amy, who's also basically alone, and, like, their whole thing where she's, like, where she actually, like, gets him, like, not to kill people and stuff, like, which is, it's, this is the Punisher, guys, it's pretty hard to do that, let's be honest, that's no easy task, <laughs> like, I got, like, there was that one where they were, like, going to that Pervy studio or something to, like, get the, oh, the fucking pedophile, yeah, he's, like, yeah, take pictures of little girls, huh? And, and like, he just, uh, yeah, and he like breaks his arms and shit. He's like about to shoot him. And she's like, no, and he's like, piece of shit, but he doesn't deserve it. And then they just set off to like bring it down. Like, it was interesting how, like, how he got, and like how like their relationship developed too. Because at first, like, she, she basically like lies to him the whole time and is like very set on like being alone and like, you know, thinking she, for some reason she can deal with this on her own, which is. She's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah, she's a stupid kid. She was dumb. Yeah. Well, she didn't know, like you yeah. know, it, the gravity of the situation. So some people were after her for some pictures, but then it like escalated and escalated. Yeah, and then she started trusting Frank more, and that's just like, like to me, that was the whole reason I kept watching in mind. Probably like it, I was getting pissed off every time we cut back to mm. Jigsaw and stuff because like <laughs> seeing their, just seeing their relationship and everything, and how it was so. A mutual was just like like there was a mutual respect for one another for some reason like she yeah, she was like one of frank's uh fan people like karen or something like you know like there are shitty people in the world they deserve to die and like he him basically like where she proved to be a resourceful person like she could stand on her own two feet and everything like that when it really got down to it so like, i love that i agree I, I see your point and that's very true like amy is this positive influence on a man who otherwise was just hell bent on dying and that was very interesting. Having said that, how it ends is both strange but makes sense because it just ends with Frank Castle, you know, wearing the skull trench coat, and he just he's just adding. Yeah, I got one of these. I got your drugs right here. Because <laughs> like these two rival gangs, they meet up. He's like, "Did you call this meeting? No. Did you call this meeting? No." And then Frank Castle shows up, guns are blazing with two M16s. Yeah. Is that Punisher? Yes. But that kind of takes away from everything that they built up with him and Amy. Because Amy reinforced some form of like a heroic code in him. Which makes sense. Because like uh, towards the end... Well, I mean, like, we don't know what those guys did. 
Okay, fine. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what the Punisher knows, but just to, <laughs> just to end like that. <laughs> like, Wait, what do you need? What do you need, Lucas? You need them to drop a nuke on New York or something? Like, what do you want? Here's here's well, no, no. Here's what I want. All right, just that's the '70s Punisher. You want it? That's the Jesus Christ. Okay, but it, that's that's even more juxtaposed <laughs> to say that after his relationship with Amy and this father done uh, father daughter relationship they had going on, he just goes to '70s Punisher. That's like going from American Dag to just. American Psycho. You don't <laughs> just do that. You don't Good make those leaps. My surrogate <laughs> daughter is gone. Grab the M16s on my minivan. I'm gonna fuck people up. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I get you. Having said that, I do wish if he he wore that like outfit at the end for half the the, the season because he looked badass. Well, like, he looked like the Punisher we know and love. Well, like the whole thing of season two was him accepting his role as the Punisher because yeah. he wanted to leave that all behind. He basically wanted to just like mm. – like with the, the thing with Amy and Russo, he was basically like, he all right, done. after this. Yeah, he at first it was like, okay, after I help this kid, I'm done. Then he finds out Russo's still there and he's like, okay, well, fuck. Okay, after Russo's dead, I'm done. And he slowly realizes like, you know – because when – like again, going back to the end of season one where he's like, I don't know what to do now. Now that it's done, he realizes like – um, like with helping Amy, I think he mm-hmm. realizes he can help other people by just like being 70s Punisher, I guess. And yeah, so he solidifies himself as a guy who will go out and, you know, kill anyone who he deems as a criminal. Okay, cool. And that is what the Punisher is at the end of the day. Having said that, Billy Russo. <laughs> okay, Billy Russo. The way he fucking died. The way he died is, it's not a terrible way, but it's also kind of anticlimactic. I say it's a terrible way. <laughs> well, it was terrible in the sense because. They did so much with him, and yeah, they kind of like, threw him off, like just threw him in the trash. Yeah, that's yeah there's, there's no showdown. Like they, they crumpled the paper. Just yeah, that's one of the reasons I hated it because it was just like, hey, Frank, how's it go? You're dead. Yep, he just shoots him. He is a person. At the end of the day, he's just a guy. I kind of like that, but I also hate that because there was no final show, showdown. Yeah. They could have had the exact same way. They could have had Billy Russo die the exact same way if there was just an actual final showdown between the two. So it was anticlimactic. But that's because they tried to do too much, like you said, too much yeah. at once. Mm-hmm. It did feel like two different shows. They could have had, um, like, they could have cut out all of uh, Billy Russo's stuff and have him be like the slow burn, like he's in the background. And then it could have been like a sucker punch, right? That would have been cool. He could have taken control of the scene. Like maybe he gets the photos and he's just trying to mess with the future president of America because. Billy Russo's insane. Like, oh, right. That's what that whole shit was about. Sorry. I their son was gay. Yeah. Was yeah. Gay? It was something like that. I forgot about that, dude. So to clarify for those listening, um, the pictures that Amy took was of a senator who had potential to become the president of the United States who was gay. Now, that's not a problem. It's just the fact that he's uh, born into an alt-right conservative like shadow organization who doesn't want that information to get out. And they, they were going to control him kind of as the puppet of America and other people wanted the photos to blackmail him into being the puppet of America. You know, you know what I've just realized why I think like the Punisher is like, well, like a lot of it doesn't really work at Mm. least in my opinion is because everyone's just kind of a one note thing to play off of like something that they don't follow up on. Like you were talking about like with the gun violence and everything with the first one, this one's about like, you know, uh, keeping homosexuality quiet and how like, it's like still there or whatever. Right. It's just like these one note things that are brought up and then are forgotten. Cause I forgot all about that. Yeah, was, was the whole gay. reason. <laughs> that, like, that was the whole reason. And I hate that. I hate that they bring up these interesting talking points and don't do anything with them. Like, okay, fine. 
it's you know it, it's just there for clout. It's just there to draw in either a bigger audience or maybe cause some sort of controversy so it gets more advertisement. But it does not add to the story. And I get what they were trying to do for season two, but at the same time, where did it go? Like, what was the uh, the end result? I think I think that's how it is, which is the Punisher, man. It's just like like the whole thing. I realize it's basically like a lot of like one note stuff that happens and then they forget yeah. about it. Like yep. that's what basically Jigsaw was. That's basically what Amy's stuff was. And like the, all those guys, John Pilgrim's like Madani's Curtis's like, it's all like stuff that just kind of happens and then it's forgotten. Even though it's like, they try to make it a whole season long thing. It's just like, it's not. Yeah. And this is where style and substance, you have to balance them right to make a Punisher movie entertaining. I'm sorry, uh, a show. series show. I'm just going to bring into it. If I'm being totally honest, I think the best adaptation of The Punisher was uh, the early 2000s version. Only because, even though it's not a perfect one, it does two things for me that really works. One, all of the effects in the uh, old Punisher movie in the early 2000s, it was all practical effects. So when you see him, like big balls of fire and they're flying someone in the air, that's a real stuntman that they just had an explosion around. <laughs> when you're seeing them like, you know, going at it, like punching each other, when they're shooting each other with uh, uh, like not blanks, but just like they're really pulling people back, and throwing them through glass windows and stuff. That's all practical. The other thing that really hit home for me for the uh, early, to th- early 2000s adaptation for The Punisher was just the fact that it's not just his wife and kids. It's his whole fucking family. They have a huge, massive potluck. It's awesome. It's something that oh, yeah. I really relate to. And the the, 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 the saints who are these type of uh, mob boss, they're like their last name is the saint. They kill them all. Like yeah. imagine your entire family, not just – not just your, you know, your brothers and sisters and your, you know, your wife and your kids. No, no, no. Your aunts, your uncles, everyone in your family, your entire line, yeah. dead. And that, like, I, like I've had potlucks. They're awesome to go from a high note where it's just like, yeah, this is my entire family losing that entire world. Talk about a bad Thanksgiving. That that's would, relatable. That would, like, for me personally, that's just devastating. Yeah. No, yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And that's then the rest, up. and the rest of it. Is a stylistic like uh, again? He's tricking people. He's pretending to torture him. He tortures a, a guy by <laughs> by explaining how he's going to use a blowtorch on him, right? And he explains the side effects of when the when you blowtorch someone and they're conscious that they, they that their nervous system won't feel it; it'll just feel cold. And instead, when he goes behind his back with a blowtorch that's already on, he doesn't actually hit him with the blowtorch. He touches him with the with a cold popsicle. <laughs> and really? then he's then he's uh, and then he's burning a, a, a slab of meat or a steak with the blowtorch. <laughs> so he smells fl- raw, you know burning meat. He thinks it's his meat, and he's just getting hit with the popsicle because he thinks that his nerves can't comprehend the heat. Wow! He does that just to fuck with a guy, and then that guy's like, "All right, you're fucking crazy. I'll be your <laughs> mole. Just don't hit me with the blowtorch." It's a good yeah. Frank Castle scene, in my opinion, and the rest of it is just him fighting a Russian to opera music. A uh, sleazy hitman who has like <laughs> guns and a guitar, and um, who's it? Uh, John Travolta is the guy who plays the main bad guy, and all oh shit, that's right. All yeah. Frank Castle does to the main bad guy is he slowly like pushes him into madness to like kill his wife and his best friend, mm. and then he just does the same thing that John Travolta did to his family, massacres all of them, like his entire gang, and. It's cool. It might be dated because, you know, it's like 2004, 2006 is when it came out, something like that. But it 
is real punishment. Just takes him out. And the most metal way possible. Has a Mexican standoff with John Travolta. Shoots him. Tells him that he made him do all those horrible things to his best friend and his wife. Then drags him through the parking lot as cars explode around him, setting John Travolta on fire. And then up the like aerial view, it's a skull. Fiery skull. Just like his, the one on his shirt. That is how you kill your main antagonist. <laughs> a bunch of fiery cars that form a fiery <laughs> skull from above. Not how they did it in the next well, series. You know, it's uh, I find it interesting that you find that awesome, but then like, like, because that's pretty. Because here's the thing: that's, that's pretty. That's, that's, that's messed cool. up. It's no, it's cool, but it's just like so weird and out there. Yet you can't fathom that he can take out a bunch of guys with an M16 in the forest. <laughs> because how he does it, 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 how he does it is the idea that one, they don't know where he is. When they do find him, they send like a hitman. Then that doesn't work. Then he's gone. And the whole time in the background, you know, the Punisher is not trying to kill him. Like he could kill John Travolta if he wanted to. He's trying to punish John Travolta, so he gets dirt. And like ruins his finances. He like like uh, he literally goes to one of the banks. Oh no! I'm not, yeah, I get yeah. that. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking oh, about the stupid, the awesomeness oh, of this, how. Yes. Like he, it's, he, he pulls, you said it yourself. He pulls a fucking skull out of fire. Yes. Like that's fiery yeah, cars. That's like that's early 2000s cheese at its best. And Very much that, so. I find like that joy type shit. Yeah. Well, the crow made sense. The crow made sense. It, you know that is the wonky part of it, but at the same time. I just like it because up until that point, there was nothing that extreme. Like, that is the end result. And oh, then, okay. I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. everything up to that point was stylistic, but just, like, grounded in, like, okay, he's just going to punch people. He's going to have to fight people. He takes out one, like, the, the hitman that the, has all his guns and the guitar. He takes him out very quickly. They have one little uh, shootout on a bridge, and the guy walks over. He's got his gun. He's going to take him out like a cowboy. Frank just reaches for his, his belt and grabs a knife. And the guy's like, you stupid son of a bitch. Bring a knife to a gunfight. Little does the guy know, uh, Frank Castle's got a ballistic knife, shoots him right in the fucking neck. <laughs> and then what does Frank Castle do? He just takes his car. He gets up, brushes off like the, uh, the dirt from, from his jeans, just takes the guy's car, moves on. I think it's, it's, it's a good example. And he doesn't. he's thinking about committing suicide up to that point. Like the whole whole movie is him just wondering, like, should I just kill myself or should I do this terrible thing to John Travolta? Should I just kill myself or do this terrible thing to John Travolta? We should all do the terrible thing to John Travolta. <laughs> at least once, you know? At like least everybody. Once in our life. Yeah. We all gotta do it. But and it's him living with these neighbors, because he's just living like this impoverished neighborhood with just some people who are also in bad situations trying to like, you know, hide. And he, he kind of bonds with them. Like one of the dudes who's his neighbor. Is this this guy who has like a lot of piercings and you get the idea he's had like a bad life. Yet they have this neutral understanding because like Frank Castle stood up to one of the bullies that was messing with his neighbor. That was it. That was all he did. What does his neighbor do for him? When the mobsters come to like find an injured Frank Castle, they hide him away. Then his neighbor with all the piercings takes the biggest L possible. The mobsters pull up a pair of pliers and they start ripping out each one of his piercings. And he's got like 30 of them in his face. Doesn't say anything. <laughs> they basically hellraised his face. And Frank Castle is just like, why did you do that for me? Like no one up until that point had shown Frank Castle any humanity. This guy took the biggest L at that moment and didn't give him any information. And he's just like, dude, you're one of us. You're living here. You're helping us out. Like you have done us no wrong. You can still be a good person, Frank Castle. Sure, John Travolta ruined your life, but you can still be a good person. And that 
is what leads Frank Castle to doing what he thinks is good, which is becoming the Punisher. It's just him on a bridge narrating the end like, I'm the Punisher. I'm just going to fuck people up. John Travolta's in the world. Best people would be with him. <laughs> <laughs> if you were in a movie called Face Off, your ass is mine. <laughs> Basically. You John Woo's masterpiece. <laughs> now, they didn't need to make it into a franchise. It was a standalone movie. A sequel wouldn't have been as good. But they did. Okay, Punisher Warzone has a different actor <laughs> and is a terrible, okay. terrible I movie. I wish I could describe to the audience the amounts of cringing and anger going on the faces of Marcus and Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Punisher in Warzone, there's fucking kids parkouring. And uh-huh. he, he kills one of them with, with a, a baz- fucking rocket launcher. A bazooka. Yeah, like <laughs> Straight up obliterates this kid. You wanted 1970s. I don't purpose this by saying I've actually never seen Punisher Warzone. Dude. All right. I did see You're lucky. (laughs) First up, don't. It's not a good movie. Secondly, unless you really just want to enjoy a bad movie, this is a a big movie. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's it's bad. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I never watched it. The jigsaw in that looks good. Like, he has a messed up face. Overall, like, it looks cool. They got some designs, right? Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, jigsaw looks fucking better than. You know, he the he does look show. messed up. Good. Yeah, but everything else sucks. First up, the Punisher. He just shoots people. Barely has any dialogue. Doesn't show any shred of humanity. Yeah. And when he does, it's so corny. But the thing that really lost me for the whole fucking film is halfway through the film. You know, he's taken out some of the guards belonging to uh, Jigsaw. Holds one of them up against uh, <laughs> the wall. Clenches his fist, and I shit you not. Punches his hand through the man's face. Oh my god, that's awesome! It's done he so shittily. <laughs> First up, Punisher is a regular guy. Yeah, regular guy, not Captain America's strength. Okay, oh, just yeah. regular guy. How the hell do you punch through a human face? Why well, show that? Do you think? Here, let me demonstrate on Marcus. <laughs> right it's just after that point, it's like, what are you doing? And then there's the the cop. That he was working with. Oh, he's working with this cop who's. Oh my God, he is. They, they try to do a buddy cop. A type buddy shit. cop type of thing. Yes. But, oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, the entire his. I swear Ooh, to God, awesome. I swear to God, all he said was, "God damn it, Castle!" Like you know, just shit like that. Like <laughs> he just he's always like shitting on. Him. Damn it, Castle! You're reckless and wild. Like, yeah. Give me your badge. And the, and the you're buddy cop. Cannon. At the end, like Frank Castle, he kills like. You know every criminal in the city apparently because they all work for Jigsaw and the buddy cop's okay with it. He's like, "All right, yeah, you know, I think you can quit now, Frank Castle. You, you killed everyone, all the criminals in the city. Everything's all good." This is a cop talking to a man who, even if they all were criminals, committed a massacre. And then how does it end? Is this it, literally this is how it ends for the movie? It's just some like random uh, gangster shows up, to, comes up to the cop, and like pulls out a, a knife. He's like, "Hey, give me your money." Cop doesn't say he's a cop. He just stands there with his hands in the pockets and lets fucking Frank Castle kill the gangster. And he's just some kid. And what? And then just fades to black, and you hear the cop say, "Oh great, got blood on my shirt." <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? That's how it ends. Yeah. His buddy <laughs> cop is a sociopath. He just doesn't care about the well-being of half the city. Yeah, hey, hey, got blood on my shirt. I just got cleaners. That's fucking. I don't know, guys. That you described that amazing movie. Yeah. I, I it's fucking stupid. We can watch it, so we can watch it, but we are definitely going to get shit-faced, okay? 
get some booze. And then I mean, I don't drink, so that'll be interesting. For me. Every every well, time, every time a bullet is shot, you have to take a shot. <laughs> I, every time he. Five minutes in, you're just like, oh my god, I mean, yeah, like, my liver can't take anymore. Even I haven't seen it, but it's a punishing movie. Like, even I know it's going to be the fine. And some of the some of the, the CGI, they have CGI bullet wounds that make no sense. Yeah. Like a man loses half his face, and it's just and he shoots him with the shotgun. Okay, <laughs> sure, but it's just CGI'd over yeah. him. He's just like, oh no, he has no face. <laughs> Give me your badge. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Like it looks stylistically pretty good up until a few moments where the practical yeah. effects don't work. And but sometimes it looks like it's a fucking like opera, like. It looks like, like they're yeah. on a stage. Yeah, filming some shit. Like, I I just think that the the early two thousands adaptation was awesome. Speaking of that too, mm-hmm. apparently Thomas Jane was in Spider Man too. Thomas Jane? Mm-hmm. Remind me who Thomas Jane the is. Two thousand, the early two thousands. Okay, dude, he should have been in a Spider Man movie. It well, been apparently cool. he was. He was. Okay, because you remember? Okay, uh, Spider Man two. Mary Jane realizes, oh, I love Peter. She's mm-hmm. like fucking dips on her wedding. Yeah. Okay. When she's walking through like Central, is it Central Park, Times Square, or whatever? I'm going to say it's Central, Central Park. Central Park. Yes, yeah, yeah. the park. She's, you know, running through it in her fucking dress. Everyone's looking at her. <laughs> she passes by this one dude in a black jacket. And oh, shit. oh, and shit. Looks at her and they say it is okay. Thomas Jane. That would have been cool. Dude, Punisher versus Spider Man. Is how the Punisher was introduced. Yeah, I mean, he goes against Spider. And you could do that. You still could do that because you know, just just on an ideological battle, it would be awesome. Because mm-hmm. Spider-Man, right, and Punisher, two very juxtaposed characters, yet they are both vigilantes. And the fact that like the Punisher might be hunting down Spider-Man because of misinformation, like he thinks he's a criminal when he's actually not, would be awesome. Just like you could just take a um, what is it? No Country for Old Men. The same, like you just know, fucking Anton Sugar, <laughs> just in in the shadows, right? That like so fucking. You can't cool, see dude. who's who. You just know that someone's shooting at you. I, just for one scene, one night scene, I would be interested. But Man. Disney's not going to do that. Sony will never do that. Sony's been trying really, really hard to kill Spider-Man as often as they can. And if not Sony, it's definitely Disney ruining the spectacular Spider-Man animated show, which we will talk about in length and why that's awesome at a later date. I kind of want to like see Anton versus the Punisher. Anton versus the Punisher? Like fucking Javier Bardem and his damn haircut. Screwing <laughs> off against John Berthal, you know? It would, be, it would be interesting. As far as shootouts go, where people are missing, I think um, No Country for the Old Men is something they should study. That and is like, a good fucking movie. It's a good movie. It has a very minimalist uh, 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 shootout because none of the characters see each other's face. Mm-hmm. They never actually have yeah. a con- it's very interesting. And like they do get injured. They are shooting each other. They are missing, but you don't feel like it's, you know, A, B, A, B. No, it's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What the fuck's happening? You, know, you, you mentioned him like the, you wanted the Punisher to be like in the shadows, fucking yeah. William Anton. Okay. Wasn't he kind of like that in Daredevil? Like the first few episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, like, especially the hospital scene with Karen trying to get, what's his name? Yes. Out. That that's before he has any humanity. Just fucking shooting at him, like that was fucking. Uh, Real quick on that note, I don't know how you have a selective spread with your shotgun because later, right? Like he just fucking. (laughs) Later, he explains to uh, 
Yeah. He's a good soldier. Okay. <laughs> How do you aim around man. one person? They're, they're like, because uh, he's, he's hunting one criminal who's protected by, um, well, what's her name? Uh, Karen. Karen. Sorry. Karen Page is right next to the criminal that uh, is running alongside the criminal that uh, um, Frank's, going Frank's going after. And he's going after them with a shotgun. And then later, Frank is just like, oh, I wasn't aiming for you. It's a shotgun <laughs> in a <laughs> narrow stress, hallway. <laughs> also, you're shooting a shotgun in a hospital. And if a shotgun doesn't have a silencer on it, it's loud as shit in a hallway. So you've at least deafened the people around you. <laughs> Just some blind patient walking by is like, all right, I can't wait to get my sight back. He's like, oh, I'm deaf. What the hell was that? I, I, must, I must become the daredevil. <laughs> Use my new senses. <laughs> and man, now I can't hear. Great. Thanks a lot, Frank Keller. Uh, Frank Cassidy made me into Helen Keller. <laughs> So now, okay, so what we can take away from today's podcast, uh, Punisher should just be no country for old men. Uh, don't shoot uh, shotguns in hospitals. <laughs> and I figured out what the name of that comic was. The, the guy pisses on it. It's Punisher Max. Everyone go read it. Oh, okay. Punisher Max. I've heard about Punisher Max. Definitely. Yeah. Bullseyes. Apparently Garth Ennis wrote it. Didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But that's the one. It's great. And we'll start uh, giving out more lists of comics we should read because, like, we'll talk about the movies. We'll talk about the things that people have seen. But I, I do think we should bring it back to the comics. So right on you, Brian. You're keeping yeah. us true over here. I'm just ranting about early 2000s stuff and the hunting of John Travolta's. Oh, also read the one where the Punisher becomes, like, a demon or something. It's weird. I forget the name of that one, too. But uh, I love it because it's stupid. <laughs> there's so many dumb uh, – Yeah, he was frightened. But they did a lot with the Punisher. Okay, let Real quick before we close out, let me yes, just say, yes. like everyone just track down the Punisher comics because they've done a lot of weird shit with the Punisher. He's been like a Frankenstein, a demon, <laughs> an angel. Like, uh, like I'm pretty sure he's come back as a zombie multiple times, not just in Marvel zombies. It's like, like they, Frankenstein, they Frankenstein yeah, him. Frankenstein him, yeah. Oh my God. Like, let me just say, like, the, Marvel tries a lot to really spice up the Punisher since, like, you know, he's just a guy that kills people. So there's some great ones out there. Trust me. It's true. It's very true. Okay. I think we've about covered it for the Punisher. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll be back, if not next week, the week after that. We'll be back. We will be back. We'll, we'll post about like what the next topic will be. Uh, for the time being, I'm Lucas Vlastos. I'm here with Brian. I'm here with Marcus. Thank you so much for listening to us about everything punishery. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>